0: Welcome to the Godly Business Podcast. I am your host, Anjan Pierre, and today I want to talk about how to improve your sales skills, how to improve your sales. Um, I'm going to talk about pitfalls, three main pitfalls that you need to avoid in order to increase your sales and become a better salesperson. Now, uh, for those of you who may have heard this and cringe a little bit, go back and listen to my um, couple of my podcasts where we talk about the fact that we are all salesmen. Um, And if you own your business, you definitely better be a salesperson because, again, if you're not selling, if you're not closing, then you're not in business, right? The difference between a successful business and an unsuccessful business is one is selling and one is not. So take that mentality out of your mind that selling is bad. So let's start with that, right? Take that off. Um, So this podcast, we're going to talk about how to improve your sales skills by avoiding three pitfalls that I often find prospects and client fall into. So the first one I wanna talk about is something that I also used to do myself. And I used to do it and I was also trained in doing it um, this way. And I had to untrain myself to do that. Um, My personality type want to fall and do this thing I'm going to talk about, but this is something that I have trained myself not to do. And what I'm talking about is building rapport the wrong way. So if you look at many sales training, um, you know, about negotiation and things like that, they talk about building rapport, right? Finding, um, a common ground. Uh, you know, if people like you, they will buy from you, things like that. So let's build report. How do you build report? Unfortunately, a lot of people talk about building report and the aspect of um, we're going to find commonalities between us, like, oh, you have kids, I have kids, like um, the weather or, or sports or whatever, right? I used to do this, right? Find ways to build report around those, those type of criterias. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. However, the the pitfall in following that advice of building rapport um, and building it the wrong way around things non-related to the subject at hand, depending on the personality type that you're talking about, especially if you're dealing with people that are, anal- uh, how do I say this word? Um, analytics, like focus on numbers and like get to the point type personalities, you tend to turn them off and you don't realize it. And the reason why you don't realize it is because people, our society tells people you should be nice, right? So they're not going to outright tell you like, bro, I don't care about what you're talking about. Um, Can we get to the point, right? Because that's considered rude, but that's what they're thinking in their mind. So a lot of time you alienate those type of people. The other thing is you have the personality type that are very friendly and would love to learn everything about you and, you know, talk, 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 talk. And then what ends up happening is you build this great rapport, you either run out of time or you never get to the point because you just spent most of your time building rapport or the person now... It's hard to tell whether or not this person is being nice by giving you, by saying yes, but they don't really mean it because they're just trying to build, you know, this great rapport and friendship or whatever, but not really interested in buying, right? So that's one of the other pitfalls that you could fall into with personalities that are chit-chatters. They will chit-chat. They will be so nice. And things like that, but never get around to to actually saying committing to um, moving forward with the project. Or they may say yes, but don't really mean it, right? Because um, for a multitude of different reasons. So the proper way to build rapport is not to start talking about events unrelated to the subject. The best way to build rapport, in my opinion, and what I've discovered is yes to have commonality, but commonality around the project that we're talking about. So if you hire me as your consultant to review your business, the commonality that I'm going to build with you is around that, your business. Asking you specific questions to help build rapport around finding the right solution to resolve your sales problem as a sales consultant. To get you to what you need and then finding the reasons why you want to achieve um you know that goal and what it's going to do for you in your personal life in your business life and things like that and build rapport that way so what does that look like right so let's say um you're my prospect and one of the challenges that you have is to you're not sure how to Um, you know, get the client to say to to commit, right? So they seem to agree, but you they seem it seems like based on the conversation you had, this is the best product for them. This is the best um, solution for them, but they seem hesitant and they don't want to commit to saying yes, right? So what is a way to close that sale? is what you're trying to learn from me, right? So my way of building rapport is maybe having discussions of what in the past have been challenging for you and um, getting deeper into that, understanding what really scares you about that side of your business, and then understanding how much of an impact it would be in your personal life um, once those challenges are over, you know, once you overcome those challenges in your business, what will your life look like? Um, you know, once you start closing more clients, what freedom that would give you and things like that, getting to know you more personally on that basis of me helping you get to the success that you're looking for in your business. That to me is the best way to build rapport because one, now I'm getting to know you on a deeper level. And connecting it based on your business, right? I'm getting to know the fact that, hey, if I can close 10 more clients a month, that will relieve, you know, my prospect, right, um, to now have time to spend with her toddlers and be able to homeschool them more and things like that. That to me is the best way to build rapport. And also, you find out things that you can use in order to leverage to close your cell, right? I call those um, little knowledge that you gain as golden nuggets. And those golden nuggets are what you will use in order to help you close the cell with that prospect. That is the better way to... Um, you know, navigate the conversation and build rapport instead of talking about subjects completely unrelated to to you know whatever we're we're closing. Right? I don't know anything about football, for example, like American football, not real football. Um, yes, I'm Island, so football is what Americans call soccer. So I'm like real football, but um, I don't know anything about American football. Right? So it would be like um. Un, like not sincere, right? Ungenuine, like for me to try to relate to someone just because they like football, to try to talk to them about, oh, you know, the, the Jaguar games or Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Like, I don't know nothing about that. You know what I mean? So it, it comes as, um un- oh my gosh, I can't speak today, but um, not authentic. You're not being authentic and trying to build rapport in a way That is not true to yourself and just trying to make conversation because you find that this person is like a big jaguar fan. So therefore you're going to like, you know, talk to them about football when this conversation has nothing to do with football. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. So the point is building rapport and sales needs to be around the conversation that you're having. Building rapport and sales needs to be around the um, the uh, whatever aspect of conversation that you're you're having now does that mean when you build rapport properly it doesn't lead to other conversation yes it does but at the same time what you have to keep in mind is the point of the conversation what your angle is and to navigate the conversation to keep control of the conversation because the other thing I find often is. Um, from prospect clients is you, let's say you have a 40 minute conversation, right? A 40 minute consultation and you spend 20 minutes talking about, I don't know, like how you bake your cake that has nothing to do with you as a consultant. You know what I mean? And you have 45 minutes to to try to figure out if this, this is a, a good you know, program for this person or not. And if you guys should move forward. So avoid ha- trying to build rapport, quote unquote, in order for you to get to know the client when it doesn't align you to the, to, um, your goal, the conversation is not related to what you need to do. And it just doesn't help. And, uh, like I said earlier, a lot of time, you just alienate certain of your customers or prospects, but you won't know that because they're being nice and will not tell you. So that's something that you have to keep in mind. Um, the second thing that I want to talk about is not assuming the sell. And what do I mean by that? Uh, it's called assumption sell, right? So we did the consultation. We spoke You spoke to your um, prospect. They seem somewhat interested and then you don't say anything or you know you kind of like in limbo you have to assume the sell. assuming the cell is hey based on what we talked about i think um you know i believe this my package my blah blah package will be the best package for you so here's what i'm gonna do i'm going to send you the contract now um, it's XYZ, um, and we could sign it. I'm gonna email it to you now. Let me know once you receive it. You know, you send it to them and then go over it and say, okay, um, when do you wanna pick up the next schedule so we can start this project, right? You, based on the conversation we had, you're just assuming that, hey, we're gonna move forward, right? Same thing if you sell the product, okay? Um, you show them the product, they seem to be interested. It seems to be the right product for them. Great. So how many of these products would you like to get, um, today? Right. This is assuming the sale. This is saying, Hey, based on our conversation, this is great for you. Now let's, let's go ahead and close this. A lot of people don't do this in in their sales conversation. They don't assume the sale. Um, it's almost like they're waiting for the customer to tell them like, yes, I want the product or um yes it's okay to move forward you're the one selling so you have to um push for the customer to, to to accept your offer right so hey where where do you sign you know this this is this is where you sign you know what i mean this is how i accept my payments this is how much the price is so example all right perfect so i think this program will be the best program for you it is fifteen hundred dollars um, so we can start as early as next week. What schedule would work best for you? I'm available Tuesday and Friday next week at such and such time. Which day would work best for you so we could sign the contract and start. That's the closing statement. you say, saying, all right, wrap it up. We agreed. This is the best thing for you. I'm assuming you're agreeing as well. I'm assuming this, this, the sale. So we're closing, moving forward, scheduling for the next step. That's how you move forward with closing a cell, an assumptive assumptive close. So you do not just leave it in limbo um, and just move forward with closing your cell and that's it. Um, But unfortunately, I wanted to bring that up because that is something that as easy as it sounds to me um, and as easy as it is for me or it has become for me, I do see... um, this is something that for some reason people freeze like a lot of people freeze and don't ask for the sell. You just wait for the customer to, to make the move and do what, like what are you waiting on? They, they already agreed. You already see that this is, this is the right thing for them. And it's time to move on. There's so many things I could talk more about, about, you know, assumptive sales and actually getting to the point where you are closing the sale and moving forward. Um, and this is one example of, of you doing that, but this is something that needs to be done. You have to ask for the close. You have to ask for the purchase. You know, you have to let the person know, okay, this is the price we're wrapping up, you know? And of course, this is also where the person can say no and ask questions and, go back and forth. And this is where the negotiation begins. And a lot of times is where this is where people freeze because they're not sure if this person says, no, what is the next step? The next step is you start negotiating. You start asking the proper question to move them to the next, um, you know, the next phase. And it's okay. Sometimes, um, I remember when I used to work in retail, you know, commission sales, um, I've worked in commission sales for like most of my sales career, right? So I remember um, in training, one of the things they used to tell us a lot is you don't take no until you get at least six no's. And I used to be like, bro, you tripping. Like six no's? Like I think by the third no, I think it's a no. But the training really shows you how like people say no because they really think that no is what they're supposed to say right? The first no is them just saying no to kind of like get you to shut up, (laughs) right? So they can move on and and do what they have to do. So like, look at it this way, right? You walk in a store, you're looking for something and someone asks you, Hey, do you need help? Most of us will automatically say, no, I'm okay. Right. And then come back and be like, actually I need X, Y, Z, so it's natural that your first answer is going to say it is going to be no, right? Same thing for your prospect. Their first answer is going to be no. It's okay. Get them to say that no. It's fine. Because then once they say that, then you can start your negotiation to get them to the point where they will say yes and mean the yes that they mean that they say. You know, so it's it's okay to get the no. So I always say your negotiation doesn't start until you get at least three no's, <laughs> you know? And then from there, you can start really getting into the cells. Pivoting to our next subject, talking about negotiation, is I touched on this on one of my podcasts and I don't remember which one it is now, but negotiating against yourself. Listen, <laughs> I see this so many times especially when um like you go to the you know like the touristy places and like there's like 16 people selling the same thing right like 15 necklaces like 15 booths and all of them are selling the same exact thing right This is where I love to go and shop especially like when I'm abroad or on vacation and like I got the time you know um <laughs> This is what I love to do. And I love to see how salespeople, like the people selling to me, will negotiate against themselves in order for me to get the best deal. Perfect example. I just came back from Mexico and um, we went to, you know, touristy area, looking at stuff, um, eating, shopping or whatever. And I wanted a genuine leather backpack. Um I, I wanted like I wanted that backpack for a while. I wanted something like that. I could travel that was big enough that I could put all my things and it could just be one backpack that I can carry when I travel. So I saw one in the store and I totally like I was like, okay, this is it. This is the one I want. Right? So he told me the price of what it was, and I was like, okay, I didn't say anything. I'm just looking at it, whatever, right? So he started off at a pretty high price. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm talking to my husband. I'm like, it's kind of nice and blah, blah, blah. I haven't said yes. I haven't said no. I haven't said I'm not interested. I haven't said the price is too high. I didn't say anything. I'm just looking. I, I acknowledge what you said. I acknowledge that you told me the price. I'm just looking. This man went from like... I I don't remember. It was like, let's say it was $400. All of a sudden, this bag that was $400 came to like $360. Again, I have not even said anything, right? Maybe I was willing to pay the $400. It's genuine leather. It's a beautiful bag. I'm like, it is worth $400. Again, I didn't say anything. I'm just looking at the bag. And he goes from $400 to three sixty. dollars by the end of the day, I got almost 75% off the bag, plus other things, like everything that I purchased, ended up purchasing, I, I bought a sombrero, um, you know, a little bracelet and all of that, two other hats, like everything ended up, I got all of those things, right, for less than 340, when the bag alone was $400. Now, you could say like, well, Maybe it, because the bag wasn't worth that anyways. One, it was, but even if it wasn't, the example that I'm going, I'm, I, I wanted you to see is I didn't say anything and this person already started to negotiate against themselves for me to get the bag when I was already willing to pay the $400 original price for the bag. And I see this over and over and over again, even with like, you know, consultants and coaches and other fields where they get the customer, they feel like the customer is about to walk away because they feel like their prices are too high and all of that. Again, if you hear what I'm saying, they feel the customer didn't tell them that, right? They feel that for whatever reason. And this is also why one of my biggest things and in, in my, um, consulting and coaching is having the conversation about your mindset around money, right? Because that is one of the biggest pitfalls that, that I find that get people to not charge properly, reduce their price ridiculously and not stand against you know, not stand for, for what they want because of their mindset around money. So then they do things like this, you know, negotiate against themselves and shooting themselves in the foot and, you know, giving ridiculous discount that's not needed. Right. So those are the things that, those are the three things that I find that are big, big pitfalls that you need to avoid in order to be a better salesperson to improve your sales skills is one you need to build rapport the right way, right? Do not waste your time on conversation irrelevant to what you're trying to do, especially if this is a consultation, right? If the consultation is 30 minutes, use your time wisely to get to the point, to get to know the person, to get to those no- golden nuggets I'm talking about in order for you to use that as leverage, in order to get to the close right also not assuming the cell this is this is why you're in sales right assume the sell start assuming the cell once everything is said and done the person understand they don't have any other questions blah blah you feel like this is the right thing for them assume the cell because the sooner you do that and I'm not saying to do it in a way that's premature you want to make sure you get to the, the right point to assume the sell and move forward, right? So person's interested. This is the right product for them. This is a beneficial thing. So now let's move forward. Now you assume the sell. Once you assume the sale, this is when most of the time the negotiation starts, right? And sometimes it starts way before you assuming the sale. But this is also the opportunity for this person to say no in order for you to start really negotiating and getting to that, to that commitment that you're looking for, right? So... Assume the sell, get to the point and start moving forward to close yourself. And then lastly is what we just talked about is negotiating against yourself. Stop negotiating against yourself. Stop panicking because someone is silent, right? Let that silence breathe. Do not just jump in and try to negotiate and reduce your price just because you feel a certain type of way. And this, this is, this, these are the times where I recommend that you go back and figure out what it is about sales that makes you nervous, what it is about, um, you know, the asking for the money that makes you cringe, all of those things. Because one of the things I find, especially when it comes um, to this subject, is that is how you view money um, and sales in particular is what's driving your um, hesitation toward that. And if you have a negative view of sales, if you have a negative view of money, then you tend to do those type of things that I just discussed, right? Uh, uh, as far as um, negotiating against yourself. So it's very, very important for you to reflect on why it is that you do those things. And that's something that I cover in um, my sales training to like rewire your brain around that. So when you are in a sales conversation, you don't fall into those pitfalls because you're nervous and you're scared and you're jittery and you're having all those negative thoughts over your mind, forcing you to like, you know, jump ship because you're panicking. Um, so yes, that was it pretty much. Those are the three things that I feel like you need to focus on. Um, and I'll try to avoid those three pitfalls that can, um, lead you to lose sales and, um, not get to your bottom line pretty much. So I hope this was helpful. Um, and if you have any questions, of course, um, you can find me at better sales, women, um, on social media, please listen to the godly business podcast of course send me a voice note send me questions anything that you would like me to expand on i would be more than happy to discuss it or if there's some a subject that you would like to learn more about that you would like for me to discuss more about please let me know i'll be more than happy to answer those questions Um, this podcast is created for entrepreneurs Um, who would like to learn more about sales and increase their sales and, um, based on Christian principles. So hope you had, um, good time listening to this podcast. Hope you learned something and I pray that God will keep you, um, instruct you and give you wisdom and counsel you as you go and grow on your business I pray that this year that's wrapping up so fast um, is was it a successful year for you and that you're ready for next um you know next year pretty much which is coming up in a week. So I guess le- next week will be the last podcast of the year for me. Um I just started this podcast in November and I can't believe it's already been a month um since this podcast launched and I'm very excited um For this um, opportunity. And I'm really happy to bring you this subject. So like I said, if there's anything that you'd like to learn more about that you'd like to talk more about, please let me know, send me a voice note, send me a comment, all of those good jazz. And you guys have an amazing day. God bless. And I will talk to you guys next week.